This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now for this week, Craig, you just got back from visiting Vancouver and seeing me. Yay! And there was a couple of the retail neighborhoods that you were able to see while you were visiting that you wanted to chat about, especially the retail differences versus the retail neighborhoods in San Francisco, which you're more familiar with. So where would you like to start? As you mentioned, I just got back from Vancouver. I was speaking at the Canadian Jewelers Association conference and did a few other things there. And in September, I had an opportunity to visit San Francisco. I was there for the Salesforce Dreamforce conference. And uh, wandered around the downtown cores of both of those cities pretty extensively, just having a look around, uh, seeing what was happening. But let's talk about it. Well, the main thing that I remember when you were talking about San Francisco in our last podcast was more the closing of stores in San Francisco. So what was that like versus what you saw in Vancouver? Yeah, we see in the news all the time that San Francisco has lost all of these stores in the downtown core or in the sort of Union Square Market Street area. And that, in fact, is true. I was there myself and I was blown away by the number of vacancies that I saw on on the street, particularly Market Street. And then even coming up uh, Stockton Street towards Neiman Marcus, all kinds of stores have left San Francisco. Vancouver does not seem to be nearly, nearly as bad, not even close. In fact, I think it's hard to find retail space in some places like around Robson Street and Alberni Street and whatnot. And even parts of Granville Street in Vancouver. So Vancouver definitely has not been hit nearly as hard. But at the same time, the vagrancy, I took a little walk through Gastown in Vancouver and then decided to walk up Carroll Street to Hastings Street, Uh, which is the downtown east side. I was honestly horrified with what I saw. There was hundreds, if not thousands of people on the streets just there. There was a lot of drug use. There was tents up on the sidewalk. You couldn't literally walk down the sidewalk because it was just covered with people sitting there or or hanging out like it it was incredible absolutely i live in yale town in downtown vancouver and there's homeless but there's nothing like what's going on in gas town but even that chinatown is also rough i remember having to go take some photos for a feature that we ran about retail neighborhoods in the summertime and private and co is a premium menswear boutique on east pender and just going there was eye-opening I actually went to Gastown to take a couple pictures for Retail Insider and was then going to head up Carroll Street to get to Private & Co., but I totally saw it. And it's got to be tough not commenting on the housing situation itself, but from a retail perspective, since we're a Retail Insider, it's tough for the owners to entice customers to the store if they have that environment around. And at least for renters, they can potentially pull up their shop and go elsewhere, but the landlords that have seen this neighborhood change over the decades, that's much more sticky of a situation for them. Yeah, the poverty that I saw in Vancouver was much, much more concentrated than in San Francisco. Now, in San Francisco, you have a similar situation around people with addiction issues on the streets, but it seems to be a bit more spread out in San Francisco. In Vancouver, it's concentrated into, it feels like two blocks. It's a little bit bigger than that, but you've really got this focus around the, I think it's the zero zero block east of Hastings Street, which is a really challenged area. You get south of Market Street and into the Tenderloin in San Francisco. And yes, these are challenged areas as well and and have been in the news all over. But certainly Vancouver's downtown east side is having its own issues. And 
is a much more concentrated area, which now I think is seeing some new drugs coming in that'll be very, unfortunately, challenging. And how's it versus Toronto? There's nothing like that in Toronto. George Street, south of Gerard Street, is a bit challenged, but it's nothing even remotely close to Whitman Hastings Street. In Vancouver. I'm not sure why that is. Toronto definitely has poverty. It just doesn't have the same focused concentration of drug use that you see in Vancouver and San Francisco and some other cities as well. And since we're retail insider, I'm sure that that hasn't helped the retail in any of those cities either. One thing that the cities do share, though, is retail crime. I, I think San Francisco's is a bit more brazen. I've seen it with my own eyes. This is not something I see nearly as much in, in Vancouver, and I get to visit both cities. Last September, it was San Francisco. I went into Macy's because the other department stores had closed. And the first thing that I saw was a guy grabbing a bunch of Eileen Fisher jackets and running out and being chased by a sales associate who wasn't able to really do anything. This year, I was in San Francisco again, and I actually did see a young woman getting arrested at Saks Fifth Avenue. These things do happen, but and I haven't actually seen theft in Vancouver, but we are hearing anecdotally that things are quite challenged. I know Clint Malman from London Drugs has been quite vocal about retail crime and the need for the government of British Columbia to look into this further. It's certainly not just London Drugs talking about this. It's a retailer that's exposed to being public facing with three stores downtown, at least, or maybe actually with the Woodward's project. There's a coalition that's basically been formed in British Columbia to address shoplifting and to address the violent crime that we're seeing in stores. And, and this has been a challenge. It's hit smaller businesses harder than big ones, but that's the situation in, in Vancouver right now and San Francisco. It just, San Francisco feels a bit more lawless if that makes sense. At least that's my perception. I don't know why. Perhaps it's the lack of enforcement of the law. I don't know. I think that people aren't really afraid to steal stuff in San Francisco, so they go and do it. But at the same time, you go into Union Square, which is the wealthier shopping area, and there are lots of police there. It feels like a place I wouldn't want to steal from. I wasn't <laughs> planning on doing that, by the way. Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I was told, too, is that apparently the high-end retailers in San Francisco's Union Square area are still doing quite well. Like they're actually doing pretty high sales, even though we, we see all these stores that are closed that were really yeah. just more of the mid-priced ones. Nordstrom Rack had shut down. The, the big Nordstrom store closed at the San Francisco Center uh, shopping center. Uh, Saks Off Fifth is gone. T-Mobile. There's all kinds. Uniqlo shut a while ago. All kinds of stores have shut down in San Francisco. But the luxury stores, most of them are still open. Not many have closed. And if they have, it's for various reasons. But I've been told again that some of these are, are doing quite well. And when you compare the retail from San Francisco to Vancouver, San Francisco does have more standalone luxury stores, I would say. I saw Harry Winston, a full petite Philippe shop was under construction when I was mm. uh, walking by on Post Street. Maybe it's open now. I don't know. In a few weeks, but definitely San Francisco has some great luxury shopping. There's no question there. Some brands you can't find in Vancouver, but Vancouver's still pretty darn good too. So it's second in Canada to Toronto in terms of the luxury shopping. Vancouver is certainly nothing to sneeze at. And I think Vancouver will continue to be a great city when San Francisco isn't so bad either. Is there anything else about the Vancouver retail that you want to talk about before we wrap up? I had a little walk down Gastown. I was checking things out there. I love the area architecturally. It's just historical. Lots of great retail down there. I discovered, rediscovered the Kit and Ace brand, by the way. I'm going to be buying some stuff there. It nice. is made for me, like in terms of the style. Uh, oh, and by the way, I love the Herschel store on Water Street. <laughs> if anybody's on Water Street in Vancouver, go into the Herschel store, walk all the way through it to the back. It's got a beautiful view of the water and the mountains, but also it's just a really cool looking store inside. Mm. It's got this amazing aluminum sculptures. But uh, back to Gastown, and I, I walked through there. And again, it's, it is quite sad in terms of there's some addicts on the street. They'd be panhandling or just not even know where they are. And it's a spillover from the downtown east side, which is, again, a socially challenged neighborhood in Vancouver. Did you swing by the Woodward's building in that atrium? Oh, yes. I walked into the Woodward's atrium, 
Woodward's used to be a department store until uh, the early 90s. Hudson Bay shut it down. It was a purchase that was made for, I think, a bankruptcy. But anyways, so there's this project there now that has a Simon Fraser University. It's got a London Drugs and a Nestor's grocery store. But the atrium itself was a bit of a sad situation. There was security there and there was one guy out of it just counting stuff out of his pocket on a table and another person that someone was trying to help this person wake up. And it was just very sad. So I just hope things can change in that area. Absolutely. It's a circular atrium with photos memorializing the 1971 occupancy riots in Gastown. But there's usually at least one or two panes of glass that are broken with the doors that are going into the atrium. And it's uh, not a very pleasant area to go wander through. Right above it is a very tall Woodward's residential tower with all the nesters and that kind of stuff that's in the base that you're talking about. So it's a, it's a rough area. It's really unfortunate. and I think we'll have these challenges for a long time. Well, and to try to leave it on a happy note, thank you for visiting me in Vancouver a couple of weeks ago. I know it was here for the, the Canadian Jewelry Summit, but it was nice to wander through some of these retail neighborhoods and then be able to discuss it on the podcast. So thanks for going through them and chatting about it and chat with you next week, Craig. Thank you so much, Lee. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now.